You are listening to ACPN. Gabe, I'm tired of old movies. Well, let's watch some new ones. Yeah, maybe like a mini-sode or something? Dude, are you reading my mind? That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go to the movies! Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where normally we go back in time, but today we're not. We're talking about a hot, hot ember of a movie. Maybe not anymore because we're talking about two weeks after it came out, but... That's all right. Today, we're talking about Mother. We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. She breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. Please, come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just gonna let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? (gasps) He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? What do they want? Mother! Is that how you say it? With an exclamation point? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, Gabe. Like I said, this movie came out about two weeks ago. Everyone did the review on it last week. Um, You were afraid. You did not want to go see this movie because you thought that you would cry throughout the entire thing (laughs) because you had mother issues. And I said, Gabe, please just go see it. And eventually you went to go see it. And now we're talking about it. Mommy didn't love me. Exactly. Exactly. This movie's divisive. There's no way around it. It is probably mm. the most divisive movie in the past few years. Uh, yeah. I can't think of anything that was like yeah. more I, polarizing. I, you know what? I, I don't know if it needs to be, but it is. Yeah, and I think we have different opinions about it. I think that you were sort of uh, apathetic towards it. You thought it was okay. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I saw it. I saw it opening weekend, so I saw it two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and you saw it last weekend, I believe. Yes. So, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I have constantly been thinking about it because it's one of those movies that never truly leaves your mind. Whether you love it or you hate it, I think it sticks in there for a little bit. Yeah. It it sticks around. Uh, Uh, I feel like we'll always reference this movie. Yeah. Uh, as a joke. Yeah. Uh, or, or not. No, I take it very seriously. Well, yeah, I know, but I feel like we'll be like, (laughs) oh, that reminds me of, you know. Whatever. I think that there are moments you can definitely joke about in this movie. I do not think it's a perfect movie, but I, I just don't see why it's getting the hate it does, even though part of me sort of empathizes with people who might not totally 
I'm not trying to be uh, faux intellectual here, but <laughs> totally understand it. I think some things do go over people's heads, and I think there are some people who totally understand that don't like it. But I personally enjoyed it. But Mother is a confusing movie to try and wrap up in a short description. But a basic description is a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil experience. <laughs> yes, their tranquil experience. Twank, their tranquil experience. <laughs> Elmer Fudd is in this film. Yes. Um, which would make sense (laughs) you can throw anything in here and make it make sense yeah because yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um there are a lot of spoilers so i think we'll have a fairly long spoiler section but should um, we just say spoilers now (laughs) no 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 i think we should talk about some things yeah yeah. um yeah so this movie there are a lot of interpretations about it um and and before we get too far jennifer lawrence stars this movie javier bardem is in it uh, who Gabe does a great impression of. Uh, Ed Harris is in it. Michelle Pfeiffer is in this. Yeah. Uh, there's a surprise character that we'll get to in spoilers <laughs> yes. that nobody saw coming. No. And, um, no. And that's a treat on its own. The Gleason brothers, Dom, Domn Hall Gleason. Yeah. He's a Dom, great actor. Domn Hall. Yeah. I forgot his brother's name, but. Yeah. I, I he he was one Hall of the, the, the brothers in, um, in uh, Harry, Harry Potter, correct? He, he? Uh, he was. He yeah. was. Uh, he was Weas- one of the Weasley twins, brothers. but he was one of the older ones. Yes. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. Definitely. Um. And, and so, so there are a lot of interpretations of this movie, and I think you can take bits of all of them, right? Yeah. So, some people think it's about a husband and a wife, and the husband is a creative individual that can't create until this event happens, and he kind of forsakes his wife, but they're skipping what is very clearly biblical allegories. There are so many parallels between this movie and the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. I didn't take any notes <laughs> because I, I kind of just want to respond to the things that you have to say and, and add on to them. So what are some problems that you had with this movie? Well, okay, so I, I didn't hate this movie. I, I actually in, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had no idea what to expect. Actually, that's wrong. I knew what to expect because I saw it two weeks after it came out. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was going to be weird. I had heard a few things. I had heard some things about the ending, unfortunately. So I, I wasn't, I was kind of prepared. Mm-hmm. However, when we, were, when we saw the trailers for this movie, it looked crazy. And it is a crazy movie. Yeah. The trailers were way more horror-centric yeah, than the film. We, we talked about this. It's, it's the same thing that happened to It Comes at Night. Yes. The trailer was plain just misleading yeah that's just it, what it was and it, and it was creepy like there was a one trailer where i was like i don't know i don't know i'm gonna go watch this like it looks yeah. i have no idea what's gonna happen it's her walking through a house with a lot of scary noises <laughs> and a lot of voices and it wasn't really like that so um don't worry about that it's it's not really a scary movie mm-hmm. at all like there's some dark stuff in it okay so let's get down to it should we I don't want to spoil it. I don't. I don't. I have things. I mean, I. I think we can talk vaguely. Like we don't have to like get oh, okay, into. Okay. Okay. So here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. vague. So, as you said, there's there's a man who's a, a poet. He's a creator. He he he's an artist. He's having some writer's block. She's his wife. She's fixing up the house they live in. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what's going on. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of biblical references in this movie great you have to have a very basic understanding of the bible to understand that um but here's my question they don't they don't go anywhere 
Yeah. It's, it's, and again, when I listen to my critique here, I, I like this movie, but I'm just, I'm just making a few points here. Cain and Abel show up, mm-hmm. these two brothers. They're arguing over their inheritance. Their dad is dying. Their mom is crazy, Michelle Pfeiffer. And that's cool. Like, I'm like, okay, Darren, cool. But why? That mm-hmm. literally doesn't go anywhere. They yeah. just show up and one of them kills the other one and it bleeds and, and it continues the movie. But that, why are you throwing in a cool biblical reference for... Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm just saying for me, I'm not impressed by that. I'm not someone who's like, but it has biblical allegory. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. But there's no real point to it. Yeah. I mean, sorry to, to cut you off, but like he's a creator. That's mm-hmm. biblical, right? Um, he's this God figure who has to create. He's very loving and he's very forgiving of people. He, but, but what, what is it? I just don't understand. What is it saying? Cause it's yeah. not all about the God. It's not all about Adam and Eve. It's not all about Cain and Abel. So why are they included? So this is going to be, I don't think I can answer this one in the, in the not spoiler section, because there are some very critical thematical elements that I will have to skip over to answer that question. At least what I think is the answer. But personally, I do think that those biblical stories are a through line through what is the actual theme of the movie and what it's actually getting at. But like I said, I can't, I can't really get at that at this moment, but what I can say is that Jennifer Lawrence's character is very clearly a, um, a metaphor for something. Sure. Um, and I don't want, I don't want to tell what that is at this moment, but she's very clearly a metaphor for something. And, and the fact that these biblical stories are taking place in her house which is part of her being, mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense to me because if you think about where this movie starts, it's very slow. It's very plotting. It's very. Um, it takes a while to get to Cain and Abel. Uh, whereas yeah, in the yeah. Bible, it's it's in the first few chapters yeah, yeah, in Genesis. Yeah. Genesis four, I think. Yeah. So it's it's it. It takes a while to get to that. It takes about an hour to get to the Cain and Abel story. But then when things start going haywire. Things go a million miles a minute, yes. and it's just like I said in an earlier episode, balls to the freaking wall, dude. <laughs> yeah. And and it, it tries to encapsulate the rest of the Old Testament in th- an hour, yeah, maybe thirty minutes to an hour, which is and and Aronofsky has this tendency to, um, I don't want to say corrupt biblical stories, but he definitely puts his own spin on what he reads, especially when you look at something like Noah. Oh yeah. Um, so he has a very clear view of the Bible, and I, I don't think it's positive. I think he's making a very clear negative yeah, uh, take. For, for me, this movie was very anti-God. Yes, anti-Christian, anti-God, yeah, everything, totally. um, which I totally agree with, and, and it doesn't offend me <laughs> in any way. Do you agree with that? You're anti-God? Uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I you had know, no idea. B- Buddha all the way, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, but no, I, I like... I, it doesn't offend me in any way. Um, I, oh, no, I, yeah, it doesn't offend me. I, I enjoy this movie for the artistry of it, and I think for the rest of this non-spoiler portion, we can kind of just talk about um, maybe the craft of the movie. Yes, okay, so I'm totally with you. Yeah, um, so I thought this was shot so well. And yes. I, some people say it's like dizzying and it's confining, which I think is the purpose. Most yeah. of it's shot on Jennifer Lawrence's face. It's very close very close-ups close. of her walking through the house and tracking shots of just her looking at things and i enjoyed that because it's supposed to be from her perspective yes so i very much enjoyed that and and it was very dark and i knew i was in for a ride in my theater because there were these two older women sitting behind me older as in 70s Mm. 
maybe even 80s. Interesting. And uh, they were watching the first scene where she wakes up and she walks to the house and she's in this like silk robe and yeah. um, it's very dark in the house. It is because it's natural lighting. They didn't add any overhead lighting in this house. It was all coming through windows. And the woman behind me goes, it's so dark in this house. <laughs> all these movies today are so dark. Don't you agree? And there's like four other people in the theater with me because I went on like Friday at oh. two or something. Oh, okay, nice. And everyone's just like looking back, like how often are they going to talk? <laughs> so I knew I was in a ride, but I love the way this movie looked. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Uh, it's shot very well. I mean, we love we love Aronofsky. Yeah, he, he's he's a master filmmaker. Yeah, the Fountain is in my top five. Full yeah. disclosure, I love the Fountain. And like that's, I think that's one of the things, interesting things about him that a lot of people hate the Fountain. Mm-hmm. That that's sort of widely heralded as like one of his worst movies even though noah is <laughs> noah's <laughs> like in, the in a world of all of its own it's just like what were you doing but yeah. next to noah it's the fountain people don't get it they don't like it i like the fountain a lot yeah. i thought it was a great movie it's a beautiful allegory for loss of life it's and just dealing with it's it. an excellent film you should yeah. watch it if you haven't seen it but absolutely the, i'm totally behind the artistic vision of this film mm-hmm the the house that stands alone in this field surrounded by trees this it's so isolating and yet it's beautiful it's this paradise that she's trying to build as she says explicitly in the movie i want to build a paradise mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's uh the lighting is like as you said it's dark and like visceral mm. and then it's light at the same i don't know but it's beautiful it's yeah. a beautiful movie to look at yeah and in the way they built the house i think was genius it's like they they built two of these houses. So one is actually in a field somewhere where they could film it, and the one is in a sound studio for later in the movie mm. when they, de- <laughs> they destroy it. Go crazy, it. yeah. Uh, but it, it's the entryway. So there's a door leading in, and then the middle part of the house is circular. Yes. And there's a circular staircase, and it goes up, and there's three floors. And then everything is kind of built around that. So the whole house is almost a circle, which makes these scenes where she's alone in the home waiting for something to happen that we'll talk about later, uh, so suspenseful and so scary because the ca- the camera's constantly going past the door frame following yeah, her. and like, All the time. It's always looking into a room where there's pitch black darkness somewhere. And I, d- I just love that. I think that this movie was so good at creating suspense. And, yes. and, and a problem that I have with the reception of this movie is I think a lot of people are going in wanting to hate this movie. Because like you said, a lot of people don't like The Fountain. And there's a very clear divide between the people who like um, the wrestler Aronofsky mm. and people who like Black Swan, Black Swan and yeah. Fountain Aronofsky, yeah. where he maybe gets a little bit more weird and experimental and allegorical in his thinking. Yeah, This is very much that movie. If you like the wrestler and don't like the fountain, you're probably not going to like this one. But I would suggest going in with an open mind. We have a friend. I hope you're listening. I don't want to say his name. But he... he, he doesn't like this movie he said he feels the same way that you do he kind of likes the movie but he dislikes it with the way that aronofsky handled that the the negative press of the movie Mm, mm -hmm. aronofsky is very vocal about the way he feels about this movie yeah um and a lot of people view him as pretentious in the way that he's tackling negative reviews because he'll come out and say oh well you know uh, i don't really want to tell you what it's about maybe you didn't get it which i don't think is a bad thing for a director to do why is that bad uh i don't know I, I just think that i think it could be offensive to people to to for someone to come out and say like well huh, you just don't get it yeah and and if it was 
And I, I'm kind of on his side a little bit. I'm on your side. I, I understand why you guys, you had a, a long discussion about it. Um, but I just think, I think as a director, you, w- w- what is it about him that he has that need to do that? Does yeah. he? I, so for me, if I were Aronofsky, I would just try to just stay away from it. Like, yeah. I, so I think it's a upsetting to people because you don't want someone telling you. I, I think the point is that he is um, over explaining. Well, he's denying your experience of the mansplaining. Movie. Sure, yeah, he's mansplaining the movie. No, <laughs> he's he's denying the experience you had. Yeah, he's saying my opinion is right and yours is wrong, and I and and I understand that that's not what he's said, but that's yeah. how it comes across to people. So I feel like with a movie like this, we have to sit down and say like, this is how I feel about it. This is how I feel about it, and we have to accept that, like yeah. agree to disagree, because the, Aronofsky can't come in and be like, well, you just didn't get it, because yeah. that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean he's right either. This yeah. could be outright garbage. Yeah. It's not, but it could be. Yeah. Right? And, and I don't think that he ever outright came and said, you didn't get it. I think he's just speaking to his experience. He's just saying, this yeah. is what this movie means to me. It means a lot to me. So I'm going to speak out about why I did this thing. And I think a lot of people are taking that negatively. I think a lot of people want directors just to take it in the shorts, man. Like freaking J.J. Sure. Abrams, like, you know, if he messes up something in Star Wars, people go crazy and then he just like retreats and doesn't say anything. So I think there has to be a balance. Maybe Aronofsky went a little bit overboard, um, but I want to get into spoilers because we're, 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 yeah, yeah, we're yeah. cutting around things, but overall, I think it's shot very well. It's a very beautiful movie. I think it was incredibly successful in what it was trying to uh, accomplish. I love the performances. A lot of people didn't like Jennifer Lawrence in this movie, but when I look at it and I think about what character she's supposed to embody, I think she does a good job because she's helpless in this world. Yeah. Um, and so... I have thoughts on that. Yeah. She does She does do a lot of, what? Stop doing that. But it's like, <laughs> what more can what she more do can in the moment do? that right. she's given? So I enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend going to see it for better or worse. Uh, two weeks later, it's not going to be in theaters much longer, if it still is. Mm. I doubt there are probably any showings left at this point. But if there are, go see it. It's an interesting movie, and I think it has a lot to offer. Uh, yeah, so I, I would say if you if you know Aronofsky and if you're into film, sure. If you want to go see it, go see it. I will say, though, I'm not going to just sort of accept the movie like i don't want to tell people to go see it because there are some really disturbing things in this yeah. movie no. and yeah disclaimer prepare to be disturbed yeah and so i you know you and i we appreciate craft and story and movie and we can generally go see something and we understand that it's a story and that it's on screen and but but it, it still affects you this yeah. movie if i didn't know what happened at the end i would have been uber disturbed but i sadly i kind of knew what was yeah. going to happen um so just be 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 wary and maybe maybe don't go see it. If yeah. if you disagree with that in your spirit and you don't want to go see it, don't go see it. It's True. you're not your like your world isn't going to change. Yeah. Just, but also I think it's it's good to be challenged sometimes. It is good to be challenged, but yeah. with a movie like this, I think the argument can be made of and I'm not I'm not I'm not discrediting the movie. I just think we can make the argument of like the way that this movie challenges us is not Ultimately, it's not really necessary. Okay, We're, it's not challenging you with anything that's necessarily like worthwhile. It is uncomfortable, yeah, and it is difficult, but it's not asking you to 
go. I mean, it is, but it's not. Does <laughs> yeah. that make sense? There's there's things in this movie that like, yes, you can sit down and wrestle with it and talk about it, and you'll have great conversations over a beer at the bar, mm-hmm. or you can not see it. Yeah, and 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 your life is um, going to change. You cannot see any movie. That's true. That's true. You can definitely not see Brad Brad status <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next week. Check out a review of Brad status. All right, so uh, we are going to go ahead and get into spoilers now so we can actually talk about this movie. Hey, Snake kills Dumbledore. Okay, so to answer your question from earlier, Mm -hmm. you are, are your statement. You were saying that you think some of the biblical messages and allegories weren't necessarily an enhancement to the movie. And so what I think about this movie and what I think is the correct interpretation, I don't think there's, I'm sorry, but I don't think there's any other way to think about this movie than than this because it's so clear. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth, obviously. Sure. Javier Bardem it. is God. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer is Eve. Uh, Ed Harris is Adam. Cain and Abel, obviously. Uh, as we get into the later parts of the movie, we very clearly see Jesus Christ being killed and eaten by people uh, for communion and um, uh, he's a sacrifice and he's supposed to bring a calm to this world that is going insane um, and and I do I do think that in terms of the soundness of his biblical theory I think some things are obviously off mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Lawrence is upset because she says quote unquote uh, you know, how am I supposed to have a baby when you won't fuck me is what she says yeah. or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You won't even do that. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you think about it in a biblical sense, God doesn't have that kind of relationship with earth. Um, so that was kind of strange that a baby comes from mother earth. That didn't really make sense to me. Right. Um, and then also at the end, it's a, it's clearly meant to show that this is a cycle that uh, God creates this earth. He's very involved in himself. He wants followers. He doesn't care what happens to the earth. The earth gets eaten up. It burns, and he just makes a new one. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's exactly what this movie is getting at. Uh, it, do you agree with that or, or what? Yeah, so I agree that uh, she is Mother Earth. I mean, they came out and said this movie is about the way yeah. that we treat the environment. It's about earth. It's about our treatment of earth. Um, I totally agree that Javier Bar- Javier Bardem is the god figure. Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. uh, Cain and Abel, totally. And if we're looking at it, if we're looking at it from an idea of like th- Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth and she's experiencing the creation story mm-hmm. and and the story of like where we are now as a society, because some crazy stuff happens at the end of this movie. Yeah, the world, her world crumbles Mm -hmm. SWAT team shows up military shows up people are captured and put in cages people are shot trade yeah Yeah. sex trade parties shot in the head Mm. like it's showing us the chaos of our current state yeah and then the world burns and they start over again um i didn't so so if we're looking at it like that like she's experiencing human history yeah okay then then i can say the biblical reference is like cool like you experience the beginning and the end um, when I saw it, I didn't really make that connection. I was just like, because she's Mother Earth, which is not a figure in the Bible. Yeah, no. That's why my brain was like, where are we? Are these just like, what? Why are they showing up? Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying about the baby being the Christ figure, although his death in this movie is utterly pointless. Mm-hmm. They, 
And so that's the big shocking thing is they essentially they kill a baby by accident because they treat it violently. They're passing it around and then they they all of a sudden eat it. Yeah. And <laughs> and so that that's a shocking thing. Thank God I knew that was going to happen because yeah. I like, probably would have been like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. <laughs> what is happening? Even though it still is crazy. Yeah. I didn't. That, but to me, he didn't work hard enough to make that a Christ like connection because his death doesn't do anything. Is that a point that Aronofsky is well, trying to make? Though? Okay, so maybe right. Yeah. So, I, and that's the thing. That's what's so hard about this movie is that we can't say yes or no. We don't yeah. know. So, but but for me, it didn't land heavily on me. I think that's the point I'm making is that the feeling of that baby's death. Javier Bardem is weeping over this child that that they're eating, and he's holding Jennifer Lawrence and saying his death wasn't for nothing. His death was for I forgot what he says, but uh, she's freaking out. Yeah, her baby just got eaten. Um, and she loses it. But for me, it just didn't, I don't know, the connection there didn't land heavily. So I was like, mm. why, why was he eaten? I would love to sit down and say, Darren, like, what, why'd you include this? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's very clearly the Catholic Church. There's a priest rubbing well, ashes on people's foreheads. Totally, yeah, yeah. Everyone's praying in Spanish. Yeah, and I'm not Catholic, so maybe yeah. if, if you're a Catholic, you'd be like, holy crap, this yeah. movie is like my life. And but, you know, but there are some sects of Christianity that think that literally, when you're eating, well, Catholics believe that. Yeah, that it is literally yeah. his, when you take communion, it, it turns into Christ's body, and when you drink yeah. the wine, it turns into His blood. So, so that makes sense. Yeah. But again, we could do that all day with this movie. We yeah. Could be like, this means this, and this means this. So I agree. I don't think people should be mad about it. I think it's like this is your opinion. I think we should sit down and say that's super interesting. Yeah. That's uh, that's why I think this movie is so in my eyes successful because like i said on on twitter a while ago we could have another transformers and you and i could sit here and say wow those robots were cool but geez that story sucked <laughs> yeah but here we're talking about this something. movie creates dialogue yeah it, it, it you know what did it mean when the baby was eaten what yeah. what did it mean when she was burned and charred and carried yeah. to the table at the end like uh, it's yeah i think i, I that's why i like this movie because it, it gets people thinking and and a lot of the criticism from this movie stems from the fact that people are saying it's quote-unquote ham-fisted, which is a, a, a buzzword that people are throwing out, and that the, the symbolism is too strong. And my question is always, like, what's the alternative in this yeah. type of movie? I get what is it. he supposed to do? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. And so I, I like that we're sitting here even discussing that. Yeah. Because... I don't know. At the end of the day, if you say, Gabe, mother, I'm going to go, I don't know. <laughs> and, and I think that's okay. Like, it's, it's yeah. good. Um, I, I, I didn't hate this movie. I think what I'm trying to say is I just don't know if it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I totally respect Aronofsky, Aronofsky's take. This is what he wanted to make. He wanted to make a scene where they eat a baby. Yeah. And so he made it. I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But I... I'm not going to be upset. I mean, I, I do think that is disgusting and vile and like demonic and evil in a sense, right? Like a human sacrifice, you're eating a human person. But that's his artistic way of, as you said, maybe relating it to the Christ story, maybe commenting on it's pointless. Yeah. Because this movie to me is very anti-God. Like, yeah. most even, definitely. Even though it's clear that he's so intrigued by God, he's intrigued yeah. by Christianity. It's clear that Aronofsky was maybe not at some point a Christian, but he's he's read the Bible. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that he God in this movie is selfish. God is mm -hmm. uh, only obsessed with 
with the people who show up at the door who want to worship and praise him. He's utterly forgiving of how they treat his creation, which isn't really like in line with the God of the Bible, even though mm. he's forgiving of sin, right? Of, mm. of, of, of wrongdoing. Um, but yeah, I, I think they really put him in a bad image because at the end of the movie, he takes Jennifer Lawrence's heart mm-hmm. and you're going, oh, that's the crystal thing that he's obsessed with. Okay, yeah. cool. And then it starts all over again. Yeah. And so... That it was a burner earth. This could have happened thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands of times. So that was my other question is, okay, that at the end I was like, that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool artistic idea, but I want to know why. Like I want to sit him down and be like, that's a great idea. That's really creative. He took her heart and he and, and, and it, it's cool because it cuts to the opening shot of the movie. Mm-hmm. It cuts to his dirty charred hands putting this beautiful crystal mm-hmm. on the mantle. Same shot. And then it does the same shot of the house turning back into something beautiful and then it's a different woman at the end. Yeah. And so I want to say like how many times has he done this? Yeah. And what happens each time? Is it the same thing? Yeah. And well, if so, why? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I There are some, I think, branches of Christianity. I can't remember like what the denomination is that believe that this has happened before. That we're not the first earth. Mm. So I think maybe he's borrowing from that. Maybe. Um, but I, yeah, I just... I feel like the the metaphors and, and the allegories itself they're they're so strong that I think that's what people are confusing for heavy-handed. I just think that they're you know, he's just making a clear point to me. Sure. Um so at the end of the day, I don't I don't know if I understand that criticism and and I do like that it it does make people ask questions and I would love to sit down there and ask in a room and ask him yeah. tons of questions about this movie. Um, and I would be interested to hear, you know, definitely what you people think that are listening right now. I'd be interested to hear what John Stark thinks for sure. Like what do you this, mean you? Pe- why has it got to be you people? <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, so yeah, like I would love to sit down with anyone and talk about this movie. And I yeah. think that's why, to me, this is a great movie. Again, I don't think it's perfect. I think that some of the links between the the Bible and the points that he's trying to make are a little weak. Uh, he def- he definitely takes some liberties. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just, I think it's, I think it's a great movie. I think it's a four star movie and I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think, I think it's a very well-made movie. I was interested the whole time. Uh, it's very suspenseful. Yeah. Yeah. I was into it. I, especially one of the reasons I, I don't like this movie is because it is so good at prodding the viewer and making us uncomfortable. I am this anal retentive person. So Michelle Pfeiffer like takes Jennifer Lawrence's laundry out of the wet machine and just throws it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Aronofsky is a master at this. Like little bitty things that I, as a writer, I wouldn't think of that. Like in Black Swan when she pulls yes. her cuticle back yeah, it, and just yeah. keeps going and going, oh. Yeah, so so she, she gets like, she's asking uh, Lawrence, you know, why don't you want to have kids? And she's making fun of their sex life and she's judging her the whole time and people are sitting on the sink that's not braced. Yeah. And it's just these little thorns like sticking in your skin like this This is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. And as a viewer, you're just like... Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that I that got me through the movie is I was like, Gabe, it's not going to get any better. It's just <laughs> going to get worse for her. Like, there's no redeeming moment for her. Yeah. She's just going to get screwed over. Yeah. Um. I think my problem with the movie is this. I think it's great. It's cool that you want to have this artistic expression of this story of your take on it. But the movie 
didn't teach me anything new. Mm-hmm. It didn't present any new ideas to me, except for the fact that this is a pointless cycle and God has done this a million times. Mm. And if that's the case, like, okay, cool. But that just leaves you feeling empty and hopeless, which is maybe what he wanted us to feel. Mm-hmm. We can always have that argument. Is that how you wanted me to feel at the end of the day? Or I don't know. But like the movie doesn't, it, 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 it's a creative, artistic way to, sh- to share this story, but it doesn't, it doesn't teach you anything new. It doesn't leave you going, man, mm-hmm. never thought about it that way. Yeah. I mean, it, did, what I it, it did cause me to reflect on what, what we're doing to the world. Absolutely. Because, it, and, it, I, and I think that's probably his main point, because he has come out and said that this is obviously an allegory for how we're treating the environment. And, and the reason that we know that is because when she gets pushed to the edge, that's when everything starts to break apart. And that's what's happening in the world today. Like what four hurricanes in the last month that have completely yeah, ravished totally uh, the southern parts of America and the islands. So it's it's like eventually you start to feel the world push back on you because yeah. you are you have been invading its home and disrespecting it for so long. And so that did make me think about like wow, we really are kind of sure. It made me reflect. You're right. It made me reflect. Yeah. Um. And maybe that's the point. Yeah, is that he wants us to reflect. And there are small things that I, I keep learning about it as I read more about it, like the the sink scene. It seems so inconsequential. These people are violently jumping up and down on her sink, and you think, wow, what does this mean? And at the time, I didn't even connect the dots, but that's a, a, an allegory for the flood, Noah's Ark. The water pushes all the people out of the house at that point. I guess so. And there's water going everywhere. Like, yeah. I, I, that totally makes sense to me. But see... So okay, I can go there. Yeah. If that's if that's what if that's what someone says and they're like Aronofsky said this is a thing for the flood. I'm going to go cool. It it no. wasn't very heavy. Yeah. It didn't it who care? Like to me that and I know that you don't like this, but that is pretentious. Mm-hmm. Is like, "Hey, the sink thing is an allegory for the flood." And mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, "Okay, like you're very shallow-minded. Like you're not saying anything with it. You're just making a cool like the sink isn't braced and it gets people out of the house. Yeah. That's that's the pretension that I think people talk about is like, that's pretentious. Like, who cares? You're not, say something with it. Yeah. But so for me, I want to just go, forget Noah, forget the flood. This is just a way that he's building tension. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It, it pushes the story along. It gets everyone out of the house and there's a calm. It, and like in the Bible, you're right. Everyone's gone from the you're, earth. You're right. And so it, I don't, I don't think it's pretentious. I think it makes a very clear point about what he's trying to say. And and also, like you said, it is suspenseful and it is bothersome. Yeah. These people jumping up and down on the sink. And so oh, if you so think bothersome. about it, it's like, wow, this is what Aronofsky thinks that God thought about what, how people were treating the earth. And sure. So I don't, I don't think it's pretentious because I do think there is a very clear point there, which is why this movie is so divisive because I think one way. Yeah. You're not super strong on like negatively thinking, but there are people who are just like, yeah, I yeah. freaking hate this movie because yeah. everything is pretentious. And yeah. And I, I would and love and to I talk to that person. Dumb. Yeah. I think yeah. you should, you should, as we've talked about, you should sit and wrestle. And I'm getting better at that as I get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I told you this: eight people walked out of my showing. Mm-hmm. I, I had counted. One. I had one. Eight people, and this group of guys. I was so disappointed in them. It was four guys, mm-hmm. and I think that they just. This was not obviously just based on who they were. <laughs> this was not their style of movie. Maybe they thought it would be something like a horror movie. I think the end of the movie. We have now that I've seen it. 
At this point, there were 15 minutes left. Mm -hmm. And I told you, they just started going, this is so stupid. Talking mm -hmm. out loud, this is stupid. Ugh. Yeah. Let they, other people enjoy the And they're cracking up laughing. Yeah. And then they get up and leave in the scene where he's, he's carrying her charred body across the threshold. That, they, got, they got up and left. Yeah. And I was like, you're, you're going to miss the end of the movie. That's not even, that's like 10, five minutes out. The yeah. End. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So even, even worse, like yeah. you've got five minutes left and you can't sit uncomfortably and just deal with it. Come on. Like, and, and then when I got out of the theater, they were still hanging around and they yelled at me from across the street and they were like, did, yo, did you like that movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was bad. Bye. <laughs> and I la I like laughed and just like walked away. But I was like, man, you, you missed the end of it. And, yeah. and granted, they didn't miss anything that's like going to make it land. They missed yeah. a bunch of questions and, uh, but still. So what at the end of the day is different about this movie than something like doubt where you get zero questions answered at the end of the movie? Um, at the end of the day, what's the difference? Yeah. Like what, why did doubt not get assaulted as much as this movie is getting? Doubt got praised. Doubt well, was a beloved movie. So I, I think the difference though is that doubt is a clear story mm -hmm. and we're not, this is nothing deep. It's a clear story about X that happens to X and X is the result and a woman at the end of it, her faith is shaken. So you're right. We're, we're left with unanswered questions, and that's frustrating. Yeah. But we still know exactly what the story was. We know exactly what happened. It answers our questions. So we can't judge doubt for doing that. Yeah. But that's the difference, that people can sit through doubt and be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is, this is so intense. I'm so into it. And like, oh, her questions at the end were not answered. This movie, you're going, wait, what's happening? What's happening? Oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. That's the difference. Okay. So that's not how I felt during the movie at all. So I, that's Yeah, why, and that's okay. Yeah, that's I guess that's I guess that's the point. I guess that's but, why this movie is just so That's what I'm saying. For crazy. me, I, I didn't feel that way either. Yeah. But for the mass public who yeah. who goes into it thinking, oh, like Jennifer Lawrence is in it. Mm -hmm. uh, sweet. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. You know, they they don't know. Like uh, yeah. so I I don't know. Yeah. I heard Jennifer Lawrence is wearing a silk uh, nightgown in this movie. <laughs> Better go see it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's our only chance. Yeah, that last like the last thirty minutes to an hour in this movie were just so captivating to me. Biting my nails the entire time. What's coming next? Yeah. Uh, Gabe dropped the bottle cap, and then Kristen Wiig shows up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what? Uh, whoa! I yeah. mean, she's fine. She's a great actress. I thought she was great in this movie, but it's weird yeah. that it's her. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a very strange thing. Yeah. I was like. You clearly did that to incite a response, but Kristen so, Wiig yeah. at, at the end of this movie—it could have been anyone. Like I don't know why it was her. Yeah, I but. don't know. That was that was an interesting thing. Um, Darren, if you're listening, I would love to talk to you about this movie. <laughs> yeah, get on our show, Darren. Please, please come on. We will talk to you. Um, and like I said, I would recommend going to see this movie. I do think it's very challenging, and I think that's on purpose. And I, I think it's incredibly interesting. But that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, I'll just say like if just just gauge yourself, gauge your heart, gauge your spirit. If you if you want to go see, do it. But if not, just don't. It's okay. Like no. you don't you don't have to go see Mother. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but if you're and, a film person, go see it. Yeah, and you don't have to go see that creepy snowman movie that's coming out. <laughs> and you, <laughs> that's right. You don't have to go see Blade Runner. You don't, and but you do have to see Transformers. You do. Uh, the last night. Every human is contractually obligated <laughs> to go see Transformers. That's it for us today. It's been a long recording day. Uh, oh yeah. This is our last episode of our marathon. So. I hope that it was uh, engaging and interesting for you. If you want to find us, if, if you think that I'm a total buffoon for liking this movie, or if you, if you agree with Gabe for being t- so level-headed about it, uh, <laughs> reach us at Rewind Cinema Pod on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at Rewind Cinema Podcast. You can always call our voicemail. I don't have the number on hand, but we've mentioned it in like every episode for like the past five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so call us on there. Give us your thoughts on Mother. It's a little bit late now. It's two weeks after it came out, three weeks after it came out. But but that's okay. Like The number is 908-768-2636. That's 908-768-2636. And that spells Darren Aronofsky rules. <laughs> uh, so just type that into your phone and, and you'll call us. And I, I, I really appreciate you guys listening. And, and if you want to hear the music... Go to naturalanthem.net. It's yeah. all there. Yeah, listen to those riffs. It's it's no problem at all. And for Halloween, I am going as Jennifer Lawrence in a silk gown. <laughs> uh, so be on the lookout for that. I can't wait for that. That's it. Just that's... make sure it's see-through. Because yeah, I, I will. That's all just, I've ever wanted from you. <laughs> just, just like hers, I will make sure it's see-through. All right, oh. well, that's it, man. Okay, cool. Go, go watch more pretentious freaking movies, Yeah, go dude. watch more pre- pretentious movies. Actually, go watch The Fountain. Please go watch The Fountain. Go watch the film. Bye.